All right, guys, we're rolling into our third episode of Equinox. Uh. You want to do it, drum roll? What? No, no, never mind. Hold on, I'll do it. That didn't work. Okay, so... Because you didn't use two hands. You used one because you're lazy. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so, we're going to talk a little bit about Bleach. So, Bleach... Like the, the version of Bleach? No, it is the anime show Bleach. Oh. It's a show that we used to watch years ago, though, right? But, I didn't watch it. Well, mostly, like, the fights and stuff like that, because it always had such great action sequences in it. So, yeah, we loved to watch that back in the day. But we've actually started watching episode by episode now. We started, uh, when? Last week? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we, we're currently in the Soul Society invasion arc when uh, Ichigo uh, and his buddies... Like, uh, Ryoko... The Ryokas, yeah. Oh, okay. Ichi- <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's all Japanese anyways. So Ichigo... So Ichigo... What are Ichigo, Chad, uh, Oriime, and uh, Ishida, as well as Yoruichi, all of them have infiltrated the Soul Society because they're trying to save Rukia from execution. Now Where Ichigo is. The other ones, I honestly don't know why they're following him. I, I, they're all indebted to him in some way. Like, for Chad, he always thought that Ichigo was one of the friends who got him through tough times and stuff. Right. He came from Mexico to Japan and went to high school, and Ichigo was, like, there for him when he was Not getting... Not Oriime. That bitch is just following him because she's, like... Well, Oriime had a close relationship with Ichigo and Rukia, right? So she's coming in to help out and saving Rukia. And obviously, when they enter Soul Society... So we've seen a bunch of these episodes so far. So, Arre, can you... Let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. What the picture is. What soul hey, society? Give me look, the picture. What, what soul society looking like right now? Given the evolution, tell me about it. It's pretty cool. To be honest, all the captains kind of intimidating. I think who's the first captain they introduced? The first captain. Biakia. No, Gein. Actually, actually, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Biakia. Because Biakia and Renji came to uh, the real world to uh, take Rukia back mm-hmm. because um, she wasn't supposed to be there, and apparently, it's illegal. And the soul society to give your soul reaper powers to a human. Yeah. But then little they know that Ichigo was already having soul reaper powers even without Rukio. And Kisuke is the one who told you to right. do that. Right. So basically, like that was Rukio's crime, right? That that's why she's getting uh the death penalty, the capital yeah. punishment, is because in soul society they have this bullshit law that you cannot transfer powers to a human being, right. which she did, and now she's being tried for it. Um, what's interesting though is her own brother well adoptive brother because she was adopted into the kuchiki clan because she's the uh younger sister of byakya's wife and byakya then uh brought her wait what i didn't know that you didn't know that word i'm not supposed to know that part well never mind how does she it's fine it's fine it's fine okay so uh, so she was adopted into the clan. Well, why would they just adopt anybody you probably can't. i don't know how am i supposed to know that that's the relation true so anyways so yeah, he, she was adopted into the clan, and she got she just graduated the Soul Society, the, the Soul Reaper Academy. Just she didn't graduate. No, she just got through yeah, because, she, exactly. because of her affiliation with the clan. Like it's basically nepotism. Everybody else had to like work through the Soul Reaper Academy, go through all the classes, learning what? What are the courses they were offering? Zombie. Well, there was keto. Yeah. Uh, there was keto course. There was one for uh, sword fighting. What do they call that in uh, Japanese? Zanjutsu, and kendo. Kendo. Yeah, kendo. yeah. Basically, uh, it's they divided the sword part into two different things. There's kendo, which is sword fighting, and then there's zanjutsu, which is also something that they were teaching in the academy, which is basically 
how do you communicate with your zampakto spirit because many of these soul reapers like initially they don't actually have their don't they get like a zampakto without a soul in it nothing it, special it, no, just no, no, a sword it's it's, a, it's called an asauchi basically okay. those swords are called asauchis every soul reaper imprints on an asauchi and then when they finally communicate with their zampakto spirit that sword then manifests into a zampakto and that, uh-huh. that and that's the purpose of zanjutsu class is for every soul reaper to get in touch with their zanpakuto spirit while training with their asauchi which so is basically a noble blade all those yeah. uh, uh guards in each squad who are not in the high positions right the ones just running around with swords being yeah. one of the low seats they don't actually have a zanpakuto right they have asauchis okay well they have zanpaktos but they its spirits are not fully manifested meaning they can't even use shikai they haven't communicated with they haven't it communicated okay. with it so basically they can't even use shikai and so basically for those people who don't know much about bleach uh, zanpaktos have two stages of bleach there's the shikai which is the, the first bankai. stage but then there's the bankai which is like the second and final release form of the zanpakuto and usually it takes 10 years to achieve that Right. However, Urahara, yeah, listen. Um, exactly. Kiske Urahara, being the genius that he is, created a device which, in three days, you can master your, your banka. Even though for most people it takes ten years. Because I guess essentially, if you want to master the banka, mm-hmm. the idea is that you have to control your sword or the spirit of your sword. Mm-hmm. And then when that device that Kiske Urahara created essentially takes the form of the spirit of your sword. In his case, it's Benihime, right? Yeah. So you have to fight Benihime for three days and beat it to show yes. that you are the dominant force. Exactly. And then you achieve. And th- that device actually forces the Zanpakuto spirit to manifest itself. It yeah. forces it out of the sword, and then it makes it fight with its owner. And in three days, uh, that's how. Uh, if the owner defeats the Zanpakuto, he has mastered it. He forces it to become subservient to him, and he can unlock Bankai. Like actually, do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So it's like with Kisuke's technique, Yoruichi is now training Ichigo, right? That's where we are in the episode. Yeah, Yoruichi's training. Him. That's where we stopped. That's where so we stopped. So exactly, we're gonna watch more tonight. But Yoruichi is basically doing a three-day training, uh, using that same technique that Kisuke Urahara uh, invented to try and get Ichigo to master Bankai soon. Why? Because Rukia's execution has been—it's uh, no longer postponed. It's now going to happen in 27 hours. Right? Didn't they yeah, say but that? okay. This one I'm con- confused about. If anyone could uh, solve my issue, put it in the comment section below. But <laughs> yes, if we but, if we have a comment section. But the thing is, before they found, before Renji came up and said that it's going to be in one day, right? She said something about when she went through that passageway into uh, Soul Society. It they basically had another eight days time. What is that? Remember what she said? She said basically it takes 30 days for a person to finally get the death penalty. 25 in Rukia. Yeah, if, if they get capital punishment, they'll be sentenced to the death by the Central 46. So basically in Soro society, the main governing body is the Central 46, right? And it's comprised of all these council members who pass all the laws and ordinances. So Rukia was sentenced to death for transferring her powers to a human. It's going to be 25 to 30 days before the execution is carried out. However, in a turn of events, they are now shortening it right it, it's no longer that it's almost 27 hours now before the execution is supposed to happen instead of like 15 days left or so yeah no i get that but as i said just now your yeah. witchy said that it there's actually supposed to be four days left right yeah. but uh, during uh ichigo's training for the bankai session right three days to train his bankai completely because the fourth day is going to be her uh death 
Yeah. Right. So he, she wants to get him ready with the bonfire in three days so he can help her the fourth exactly. day. Exactly. But then she said that good thing is once we went from the real world to the spiritual world through that uh, dimension, you know, there was that train yeah. that was chasing them. Apparently, it shifted the time frames, and rather than giving them just uh, three days. It's giving them eight days now, so she can extend the training. Yeah, I didn't completely understand. But Yoruichi also mentioned that Kisuke had advised against extending the training beyond three days because it's gonna take. Oh, a very put too much pressure on. It's, go- it's gonna have a devastating mm-hmm. toll on the body. But she's saying that something that she's going to try risking it if Ichigo is unable to master the training. She's gonna try risking it. So basically, yeah. honestly, what she said about the eight days explanation, it doesn't mean anything now. Because now we know that it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, the it, next they, they day, short, so it doesn't matter. They, they basically shortened it to twenty-seven so, hours, so he has to master. He has to master it in a day before. If he masters it in a day, it's all well and good. He can go and try and rescue her, and even then, it's going to be tough. Because now let's get to the captains. Okay, what what is the prerequisite to be a captain? You have to master bankai, right? And yeah. many of these guys have been using bankai for. Years. I mean, unless you're Zaraki. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to him soon. He's an interesting character. But every captain trains in bunk, use bankai, has to learn how to use it, has to perform it in their exam. So many of them have more experience using bankai than say someone like Ichigo. If he does master bankai within that three day time frame, he still has not had the experience in using it. Correct. Right. He has merely learned how to use it, but he does not have experience in using it in battle. Well, most of these captains have all been using it, right? Mm. So. Basically, it's going to still be a tough fight. I feel when he actually tries to go rescue Ruki after mastering his bankai. If he does, I'm excited to see. Yeah, season three, uh, after where we stopped, it's going to be all action. Man. I'm kind of hyped. The plot's building up too. Exactly. Like crazy, man. But I think, when, remember when they first entered Soul Society, it was sort of like a comic bullshit where like all these Soul Reapers like chasing them around the maze. It, like Soul Society. Yeah. So basically like Soul Society, let's talk a little bit about like Soul Society, how that society is actually, what, what is sure, it? Sure. So basically, Soul Reaper's primary job is to guide human souls who have died to Soul Society, which is essentially like heaven, correct? Their goal is to guide those souls to heaven, which is soul society. However, they have a secondary goal. Many souls get corrupted and many bad people who died, their souls don't get to go immediately to soul society. They turn into these monstrosities called hollows. Soul, soul reapers have to fight, defeat, and cleanse hollows and cleanse their spirits. So even their souls, even though they're evil monsters, even their souls can now go to soul society. And this is the two tasks, right, of a soul reaper. That's what they do, correct? They guide souls to soul society, and they defeat hollows and cleanse their souls so they can also take them to soul society. Unless you're one of those, actually, you were evil on Earth, and you say you committed murder and stuff like that, then won't they go to hell? Well, that's not... Remember that hollow who got locked up with those doors that showed up? Which episode? Is it like, is it that guy that, the one at the graveyard? No, so there was a kid who was actually whose soul was in the bird, right? But then there was that hollow, the oh, adult who killed his mother, and then he, the lo- doors locked him up, and he went. Oh, to so hell he went straight to hell. Okay, yeah, yeah so. that is true. Yeah, so basically, there are some souls that are just so evil that even after they turn into hollows, when they're defeated, their souls just do not go to soul society. Soul reapers send them straight to hell. Exactly. And now let's—that's basically the job of a soul reaper. Now let's talk a little bit about soul reapers, where they're from, right? They are basically, they themselves were souls at one point, correct? Then they joined the Gotai 13, which is the 13 court guard squads, which is the military for soul society, right? Every soul reaper, after he goes through the academy, trains in swordsmanship, keto, 
hand-to-hand combat, everything they graduate, they are placed into 13 military squads, right? The 13 court guard squads. Neat squad is, uh, but good for something, right? Yeah, something many of them specialize in things. Some of them don't, some of them do. Like, uh, squad four is mostly medicine, right? They're the doctors, the healers, and they have this reputation in society that they're not actually good fighters. They only do healing. Squad 11 is the most combat-oriented squad. Their whole focus is fighting. That's all they do in they're squad 11. They remind me of Vikings, actually. Yeah, Especially they're... the captain reminds me of Thorko from Vinland Saga. Yeah. Same eye patch. Same eye patch. And always wanting to fight. And just wants to and fight fight the strongest. Right. So yeah, so every squad has its thing. All the thirteen squads are led by captains. So these the thirteen captains are basically the front line of defense for Soul Society. They are the most powerful Soul Reapers, correct? In Soul Society, they lead the thirteen squads, <laughs> and all the Soul Reapers who do these tasks that I was talking about about going to the human world, fighting hollows, guiding souls. All of them are commanded by captains in their respective squads, correct? in their individual squads. So basically that's the structure of Soul. And now let's talk a little bit about the city, like the layout of Soul Society. Most of Soul Society is actually districts called Rukongai, right? All the souls live in different districts, close to a hundred districts exist. Yeah. And that's called Rukongai. There's district one to district hundred, I believe. Right. Some of the districts are very criminal infested, not very decent places. Those are like the ba- the worst souls somehow ended up there. Are those districts like are usually the later half? All of yeah, the yeah. All of them are in the end, like District 70, 80, District 90. yeah, exactly. District 80, 90. Those guys are all like the bad guys. Like those are lawless districts. And then you have like districts one and two, which are like the most peaceful districts, right? So Rukongai is most of Soul Society, the districts where the souls live. Now, what is the capital? The Serite. Okay. So tell, That's tell where the thirteen court uh, guard squads are. Yeah, basically it's the military region where all of them live. And it's um, also where the government is. Central Forty Six. Okay. Also, yeah. You see, they didn't talk much about Central Forty Six. Uh, we just heard the name. Wasn't that? Yes, sir. So yes, yeah, so Cesarete is basically the capital of Soul Society, where the thirteen court guard squads and their barracks are uh, located. So basically, Ichigo now has to fight through the thirteen court guard squads in order to get to Rukia, because Rukia is scheduled for execution. So, so far, what do we know about the captains and their strengths? So let's get into that a little bit, because we haven't really seen all the captains yet. Yeah. So, first captain, I believe, that was fought by anybody... Yeah, well, Byakuya in the human world. So Byakuya had ta- uh, so Byakuya just defeated Ichigo in like two strikes, basically. He did a quick flash step and double strikes with his blade, and yeah. Ichigo. You guys don't know flash step is basically uh, super speed in a blade. And yeah, it looks like teleportation, essentially like an ancient ancestor. Yeah. And Byakuya is supposed to be a master of that. Like you're fighting him, the next second he's behind you, and you have no way of blocking or dodging. Exactly, and he took out Ichigo in like two strikes, right? Yeah. He just took him out. So captains are on a whole nother level. That was the first captain. Now, Ichigo's first captain fight when he in Soul Society was... Well, first, let's talk about what, who he fought first. First, he fought the third seat of Squad 11, which is Ikaku Madarame. Very powerful Soul Repo. Ichigo managed to finally defeat him. His Zanpakuto is Hozu Kimaru. And the Shikai form is basically this long spear, a staff-like yeah. spear. But Ichigo found a way to win and defeat his unconventional fighting style. The second lieutenant that Ichigo fought was Renji, who was someone he fought in the human world, actually, as well. Yeah. Renji, and Renji was overpowering him in the human world, so 
his ghoul form took over. But this time he managed to beat Renji. But because, also, yeah, exactly. Because he mastered the Getsu Gatensho. Yeah. So. And most importantly, Renji also mentioned that in the human world, most Soul Reapers who are lieutenant and above actually have a seal which limits their power to only 50%. So even Renji in these in human world where Ichigo was able to overpower him, Renji was only at half his strength. Right. In the Soul Society, when they fought, Renji was actually beating. He was given an ass whooping to Ichigo until that final strike at the end, where Ichigo just. He basically thought yeah. back to uh, Urahara's teachings. Yeah. And remember that? You know how uh, the main character always thinks back to what they learned and yeah. what they're fighting for, essentially, their purpose to uh, be here. Yeah. Well, I, this is what I learned from Urahara. My purpose is to save Lukia. I guess using those emotions, he just put that into his Getsu Gatensho. There you go, yeah. Ich- Ichigo trained. Yeah. Ichigo sparred with Kisuke Urahara in the human world in the candy shop multiple times. So Ichigo has a good understanding of how to fight. And Kisuke was a former captain. Hold on. Uh, That's all good. So Ichigo was a, for- I mean, Kisuke was a former captain and a very powerful captain. So training with Kisuke actually helped Ichigo handle himself pretty well in Soul Society. Fighting, he defeated Ikako, he defeated Renji. His first. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, never mind. So basically, um, Ichigo's first major challenge was fighting. Captain Kenpachi Zaraki. So can you talk a little bit about this guy? This is one of the most interesting characters in Soul Society. And instead this took him around Soul Society everywhere other than where Ichigo was located. So basically Ichigo was dodging a bullet for days because Kenpachi would have reached him much sooner if his direction sense was there. Instead Hold on one second. Oh, okay. So basically, yeah, Kenpachi would have reached Ichigo much sooner if Kenpachi had better direction. And his lieutenant, that little kid Yachiru, on his shoulder, she was just leading him to all these dead ends. So yeah, nobody thought he would be like an OP captain. Yeah. And and when they fought, oh man, can you tell a little bit about Kenpachi? What makes him unique? I mean, this is there's so much to say about this. What I realized is that Kenpachi, he's he's a pretty tough guy on his own. There's a reason why they accept him as captain, even though he didn't master his Bankai. Let alone a Shikai, because he doesn't even know its name. That is true, yeah. So, uh, the fact that he was able to fight Ichigo and overwhelm him until he got help from his Zanpakuto, which is Sangetsu, was uh, pretty impressive. But in the end, he lost. Which, uh, I was pretty surprised by. It was more of a draw. But Yoruchi did did mention that Ichigo's... There's this strange mask that keeps popping up in Ichigo's clothes. It looks like a hollow mask. And it saves him multiple times. And when he was fighting Renji, uh, Renji Zanpakuto, Zabimaru, nearly cleaved Ichigo's shoulder off. But the mask somehow protected him from a deep wound. Same thing with Kenpachi. That final strike, when Kenpachi removed his eye patch and Ichigo was powering up and they both did their final strikes, Kenpachi would have actually slashed Ichigo in half with that strike. But the fact of the matter is that mask actually stopped him. That mask saved him multiple times. And it's a mask that Ichigo said he threw away, and it keeps showing up. But we have to watch more episodes to know about That's that. Interesting. The first time we see him with the mask was in Urahara's basement, right? On yeah. Candy shop. Uh, what, they're testing him with seeing if, he could, if he's going to turn into a hollow or if he's going to activate his... And, yeah, and somehow he got a hollow mask out of nowhere. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah, but in my opinion of Kenpachi is, look, Soul Society, every captain is required to show a bunch of skills to become captain. You have to have Shikai and Bankai. For Kenpachi to not even know Zanpakuto's name and to not even have a Bankai, but yet he became captain, he's the first in history to become that. That shows yeah. that shows just how much Soul Society respects his combat skills and martial prowess because nobody else in Soul Society history has ever become a captain not knowing their Zanpakuto's name or having a bunker that Kenpachi was able to. Imagine how strong he'd become if he did know. I know he does later in the manga. That's yeah, all that, that is true. Other than that, I don't want to know more. Yeah, he did master that shit later, but anyways. See. So, the second captain that Ichigo faced. Well, Ichigo met Byakuya on the bridge. So what happened there? What was that? So, yeah, okay. So ba <laughs> basically, like, uh, Hanataro and Ganju somehow got into uh, the, uh, what is it? The, that main building in the middle of Sarate, where Rukia was, was held. They got there, but then when they were rescuing, Byakuya showed up out of nowhere and knocked out Ganju with Senbon Sakura. So Byakuya Zanpakuto, it's called Senbon Sakura. A very beautiful power, but very deadly. It's Shikai, it splits its blade into thousand petals, flower petals which are actually blades but they reflect the sunlight to show themselves as petals so here you are thinking it's something beautiful but then it just cuts you up and that's what happened to ganju exactly and then freaking uh this guy um ichigo then showed up he flew down there to challenge byakuya but then yoruichi came and uh knocked ichigo out and took ichigo away from there why because each uh, yoruichi knew that ichigo cannot defeat byakuya at the current level, yeah, without a bonka, you cannot fight Byakuya. So he, she told Ichigo that you know you're. That's why I took you away from the bridge. I knocked you out and took you out. I didn't want you to fight him right now because you know you're not strong enough yet. You're not ready. What do you think Ukitake was doing there? He just showed up. Oh yeah. Okay. So Jushiro Ukitake is another captain we've been introduced to. He is the captain of Squad uh, 13, right? He is a sick man. He's always sick. That's his main thing. He has some lung issues, so he's always absent. Somehow he got healthy for a while, and he showed up and he stopped Byakuya from killing uh, Hanataro and killing uh, Ganju. And Jushiro actually also told, uh, asked for Squad 4 to come and take Hanataro and Ganju to the medical facility to get them treatment, right? So yeah. it shows how much of compassion he's willing to show. But there's also another reason why Ukitake wanted them to be spared. The people who were trying to come and save Rogan. And, uh... Well, he wants to investigate them regarding... Yeah. Okay. We never talked about. Okay, because... so the, one of the captains of the 13th Port Guard was Sosuke Aizen, Captain Aizen of Squad 5. He apparently was killed. He was assassinated in the middle of Serete. We'll talk about that person in later episodes. Because we kind of have a feeling we know a little bit more about him than we should. So he died, and now Soul Society is investigating as to who killed him. They don't know that the Ryoka probably killed him, so they want to investigate Ichigo and the gang who came into Soul Society. They want to investigate whether they knew something about his death, right? Which is why they're taking extra precaution not to kill them. That's one of the reasons why Jushira did not want Byakuya killing uh, Ganchu and uh, Hanataro, because he wanted them taken in for questioning. Um, he also said that another reason he didn't want to kill Hantar because even though what he did was wrong, yeah. he tried to help uh, Rukia, who was Ukitake's lieutenant. So he sort of uh, respects that act of uh, yeah. bravery that exactly. Hantar showed. 
Like, oh, it seems yeah. like a nice guy. Yeah, Urokia was a member of Jushiro's squad, so he didn't want anything to happen to her, so he was kind of happy they tried to save her. Same thing with Chad. So, Chad is one of the Ryoka, right? One of the guys, Ichigo's buddies. Who he fought um, Shunsui Kyoroku, who was the captain of squad A. Shunsui could have killed him at any moment, but Shunsui made sure his sword strike was so precise that... Uh, it injured him and knocked him out, exactly. but didn't kill him. Exactly, so. it injured him and knocked him out. And he did it for the same reason why Jushiro wanted Byakuya to spare the Ryoka who were trying to save uh, Rukia. The point was, let's get all these Ryoka, Chad, Ganju, Ichigo, let's capture them and we have to interrogate them about what happened to Aizen. And that's the reason that Shunsui spared Chad and that's the reason Jushiro wanted uh, these guys to be spared as well so they can uh, you know, bring them in for questioning. So basically that covers some of those captains. Now, we are still moving forward with the show, and we will know more. But we do know a little bit about, um, what is it, um, Head Captain Yamamoto. We know nothing about him, what do you mean? We know a little bit about him. He is the Head Captain, so we are excited to see that guy fight. He probably has a lot of, uh, you know, skill that he's probably having. But here's my question now about where this is going. Do you feel like... Oh, there is one thing that we forgot to talk about. Toshiro and Gein. Oh my Yo, god. Okay. That um, fight you... was probably one of the best fights I've seen. You want to talk a little yeah. bit about it? <laughs> so, what happened was... Uh, so, okay. So, what happened was Aizen uh, died. And there was a sword stuck in his chest. And he was... It basically held him onto a building. And everyone thought he died. Thought he died. But then, we don't know much about it. But we'll find out more. Essentially, then all the squads came there. One was his lieutenant, Momo Hinamori, and then lieutenant of squad three, who was... Uh, Izuru. Izuru, yeah. So then Momo saw his body and then thought that the squad three captain did it. And then she fought with the squad three lieutenant. Who's the squad three captain? Ginichimaru, yeah. correct. Then she fought with him. And then Toshiro had to come stop the fight because he, he saw that people within the... Uh, 13 court guard squads were just turning on each other and then uh, sent them both to ja- jail right? mm-hmm. just to yeah. discipline them then later Momo turns out she got a uh, letter, letter from Aizen uh, before he died and then it said that Toshiro was responsible for his death and she just blindly followed that because of her respect for Aizen and tried to kill him uh, Toshiro knocked her out and then he thought that Gin was the one who killed Aizen so they both started fighting Basically, like, everyone thinks everyone is the killer. Yeah, basically, before Aizen died, he had written a letter to Momo because he and Momo were pretty close. Momo, when she was in the Soul Reaper Reaper Academy, actually admired and looked up to Aizen and wanted to be in his squad. And finally, she got her wish to come true when she became the lieutenant of Squad 5. So she was very attached to Aizen and very, very uh, distraught when she saw his dead body and wanted to know who killed him. He had written a letter, apparently, this is what we know so far, to her before his death, where he said that his life is in danger, and if anything should happen to him, this is the person who he feels he's suspecting is trying to destroy soul society. And it was Toshiro that he was blaming, right? And Momo, who is just believes whatever, anything that Aizen probably said because he was admired. Yeah, because she's so gullible, she just like thought that Toshiro was behind it. She escaped from jail, and then she ran after Toshiro and tried to attack him. However, Gein was there. Now, Toshiro thought that Aizen's letter was forged by Gein, right? Yeah. She, he thought that the... So, Toshiro is the squad 10 captain. 
He thought that the Squad 3 Captain Heen was the person who forged Aizen's letter in order to make it seem that Momo would suspect Toshiro of being the one who killed Aizen because Toshiro wanted to destroy Soul Society. And uh, it turned into a confrontation where Heen and Toshiro had a really uh, intense duel. Yep. And we saw Toshiro's power for the first time, Hyorin Maru. So for those people who don't know, Toshiro Zanpakuto is the strongest ice-type Zanpakuto in entirety of Bleach. It is called Hyorin Maru. It is basically, its Shikai state changes even the weather. It influences the weather because of how powerful it is. It creates a huge dragon made of water and ice. It influences the weather. And that dragon, uh, he just dispatches that dragon to attack whoever is in front of him. And what's interesting is he's got that chain at the bottom. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he has a chain at the bottom of his sword hilt, which he also uses in battle, too. So, yeah, Toshiro is a pretty strong character for his age. Given his age. Yeah, he's, he's a prodigy. Yeah. I mean, he's younger than a bunch of the lieutenants in Bleach. And he became a captain. And he's younger than them because he's a child prodigy. He was just better than everybody else, even with his young age. It's, it's interesting just how they showed Momo Hinamori going to uh, the uh, Soul Reaper school. Yeah. And- Toshiro was still a young kid who was just kept complaining. Yeah. In fact, even younger than her. And now he's in a greater position than her. He became captain. Yeah. While she's just some gullible bitch. Exactly. Like, yeah. she only became a lieutenant. And she was in the Soul Reaper Academy long before Toshiro was. And Toshiro ended up graduating much quicker, even though he joined later and became a captain. I mean, showing what a prodigy that he is. I mean, he fucking, he defeated every lieutenant in rank who was older than him. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, he, he's considered one of the, uh, what do you call it? Like a prodigy that appears once in a generation or something like that. But what's interesting is that's what Gein was called too when Gein was a child. That he was a prodigy that appears once in a year because he passed the Soul, Soul Reaper Academy extremely fast himself and became a seated officer at a very young age, Gein. Which they'll explore that flashback in our later filler, which I watched a couple years ago. But yeah, so what you had is two prodigies basically fighting each other, Gein and Toshiro. Neither of them won because, uh, you know, uh, Rongiku came in and... Uh, yeah, and basically yeah. the fight stopped after that. Because yep. Ian doesn't want to hurt Rongiku. For whatever reason, I guess we'll find out later. Yeah. And then we basically ended on the episode where Yorichi, they find out that they only have one day left. And Renji also wants to learn Bankai because yeah. he has a grudge against his own captain, Byakuya, mm. for making uh, Rukia's life uh, yeah. miserable. Exactly. So, uh... Now everyone's got a vendetta for someone else. Exactly. Within like the 13 court guard so, squads yeah. and the Ryoka included. Exactly. It, what started off as a basic rescue mission by each of the gang has now turned into a whole of soul society now suspecting each other of something. Right? right. It's not really political. Yeah, right. especially after Aizen's death, now everybody's suspecting everybody. People don't know if the Ryoka are responsible, the ones who are trying to rescue Lukia. People don't know if each other is responsible because many of them are suspecting Yinichimaru. So we got to see how... And now Toshiro, so... Now Toshiro is being suspected. So essentially what we got to do is we got to still find out. Now the final battle we wanted to talk about now is the history behind Uryu Ishida and Mayuri Kuritsuchi. That was a battle that we had seen as well. So what happened there? So basically Ishida, Uryu Ishida is one of the last Quincy's. Many of the Quincy's had been killed and turns out that... His grandfather was actually killed and taken in, actually captured alive and taken in for a brutal experiment by Myri's squad. So Myri is the captain of squad 12, right? No, I believe, no, he, the ghouls, I mean, not the ghouls, the hollows did kill him. They took his, his corpse. No, he said that he did experiments on him while he was alive. No, Myri. 
No, that's why Oreo uh, Aishida was disappointed because they came too late. Oh, oh, right. oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, so basically, like, Myri is the captain of Squad 12, which is basically like the science and research squad. One of the roles that Squad 12 was doing was protecting Quincy's who were fighting Hollows on Earth. So it's sort of like an uneasy alliance between the Quincy's and the Soul Reapers who had been fighting each other for many, many years. Quincy's and Soul Reapers do not get along, but Soul Reapers were protecting Quincy's and creating a barrier around them while they were healing and were, you know, uh, fighting against Hollows. What had happened was they all, one of the things that Soul Reapers also do is they rescue Quincy's who are injured in battle and they take them for treatment, things like that. In the case of Ishida's grandfather and a bunch of other Quincy's, the, the, what happened? They came late, right? It, right. Was a, it was a delayed reaction. The Soul Reapers basically only came after the Quincy's were already killed by the Hollow. Turns out the reason for it is Myrie had ordered his squad not to intervene and to just let the Quincy's get killed and not to come in and save them. So that way he could take their corpses back for testing and experimentation, which he did with Ishida's grandfather. So this creates already a personal vendetta for Ishida with Myrie because Ishida did not know that his grandfather could have been saved if it weren't for what Myrie did. All those years ago so basically it turned on to a huge fight uh, a battle between the two of them ishida was really injured because of myri's on right right which is what's the name of the zanpakuto uh ashi ashi sogijizo a baby <laughs> yeah ashi sogijizo which has a poison that can paralyze people's limbs that's basically one of its main abilities and it's also the first time we saw his bankai we've never seen a captain's bankai before until the Myri versus uh, Ishida fight, right? And basically, Myri used it turned into a massive baby caterpillar. Ishida destroyed it. Ishida managed to destroy the Bankai, but he was affected by the poison that the Bankai gave out. And uh, you know, and later Ishida was just like walking away after the battle. He was seriously injured. And he, who did he meet at the top of the stairs? Uh, the black guy. <laughs> Tozen. Kaname Tozen. So Captain Kaname Tozen is the captain of Squad 9. So Ishida, after the battle with Myri, was severely injured. And he was making his way up the stairs of the same building where Rukia was in prison so he could try to save her. Tozen was waiting up there and knocked him out with his Zanpakuto Suzumushi. So currently we have several Ryoka who have been knocked out and taken captive. Chad, uh, Orihime, uh, Ganju, Ganju and, Ishida. and Ishida. All of them have been knocked out and taken only hostage. Only Ichigo and uh, Yoruichi. Only, still... yeah, only Ichigo and Yoruichi are the ones out. All the other Ryoka have been captured and now put in prison. You know, thanks to the efforts of all the captains and fighting and shit like that. So we're going to have to see a little bit more, but I, I feel like there's something off about all this, right? Aizen getting conveniently killed and then Rukia's execution suddenly being, uh, you know... Uh, happening much sooner than it was supposed to it just changed all of a sudden so we're gonna have to watch the episode and we'll have another yep. update next mm-hmm. week when we talk about it um sure. so yeah so stay tuned uh thank, thanks for your uh, listenership uh yeah stay tuned for our next episode we'll give more updates on bleach as we watch it all right see you guys mm-hmm.